What's up, everybody? Another episode of Verbal Garbage coming at you hot and live. Another solo edition. Uh, today's episode, you know, we're going to try to go long, but I'll, I'll warn you right now. Uh, I just got back from New Jersey. That's why I want to do a long one and kind of recap my whole trip and tell some stories. But uh, every time I fly out of Philly, it seems to be major fucking issues. So my flight was supposed to get in at 8.50 last night. Didn't end up getting to 1 a.m., um, my boss is in Costa Rica, so I'm on the hook for dog sitting, cat sitting, lizard sitting, fish sitting, iguana sitting. So just uh, a lot going on right now. I'm pretty stressed out. I'm freaking out, but I made sure, you know, you know, I didn't have any food. So I went to work starving all fucking day, came right home, walked the dogs, took care of the fish, did some other shit, ran to Publix to get some kibble for the days coming and for the dinner tonight. But right after that, I just came right here on a full belly. I figured my... Uh, me being so ornery as I am and agitated, it might create some some juicy little content over the airwaves. So, um, yeah. So, you know, we my flight going out. Shout out, first of all, to the Nardies, Jen and Bob, my brother-in-law, my sister. I love you guys so much. Always hosting so well, taking care of me, opening your house, beach house, your Winona house. Uh, let's get right into it. So having said that, I knew I was going to be staying with them. So I was trying to maximize the time, you know, so flying in, I think I got up at 4.30 a.m. to fly out and didn't leave till like 7.30 at night to fly back in, you know, and I told you guys like I was going to be trying to do a little bit more like the things I like and didn't like over the weekend. Um, I guess we'll start with the didn't likes because it's just right away. There was some fucking super rude, aggressive old man working the TSA line and you know, I have this weird, just like some of things, I'm not handy. I'm not good with the tool in my hand, which will bring me back to the bidet installation later in the episode. Um, yeah, shout out to the Hello Tushy Bidets once again. You know, you guys tell me I need a certain amount of TikTok followers and such to get sponsored from you. Whatever happened to good old-fashioned passion, right? I mean, I truly bleed for these bidets, dog. I'll do anything to put the word out on the street. So uh, Amazon Prime Day was going on the other day. Order one for my brother-in-law. Uh, let's get back to that later. So anyways, uh, it's the dislikes right away. Uh, just just rude people at TSA. I mean, I know that's obvious, but, you know, we, we go there and you, when you're checking the bags, you know, you how you you peel off the little peel here. And I'm just a fucking idiot. So I'm just like, hey, can you make can't you, can you read? I was like, all right. So I'm doing that. And I know it's just two older ladies just kind of struggling to check in everything like that. So I'm like, hey, what's going on? You know, I'm trying to be nice to make up for this fucking fat douche. So these ladies are having trouble checking in. So I help them. I'm like, Hey, if you don't know your blah, 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 you can use your advantage number, but you know, so I helped them out. They were super thankful. So, you know, I feel like give me a fucking badge. I'll work at TSA and do a better job than that piece of shit. Um, I, I just don't understand it. Like you, you're there, you know, you're getting paid. You got to deal with people all day. I understand it. But to me, it's, it's what you make out of a job. You go into a job, you're miserable all day. The people are going to give it back to you. You know, I talk about my job a lot, dealing with a bunch of grumpy people all day, but I go in, I spit the flame, I keep the heat nice and hot. So, you know, I'm, as I say that, I get another text message from work about someone's phone battery being, you know, it's just constant fucking shit every day about this, 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 and that. And I, you do your best you can, but you know, these guys are constantly getting stuff that's not working. They come to you and want to complain to you about it. And I'm like, guys, I'm doing the best I can. Um, the other thing I didn't like over the weekend, you know, we're having a great time. Winona eating like crazy. Then we're going to Wildwood. You know, we're usually eating, eating out, like we're doing to go take out and kind of doing a hodgepodge. But I think it was the last night, Saturday night, Jenny and Bob wanted to go to the uh, inlet 
inlet on old or something like that. It's a, you know, it's been around for a while and I don't have anything terrible to say about the restaurant per se, but the second thing I don't like over the weekend is terrible fucking service at a restaurant. Now, I don't care if you're at a five-star Michelin or what is it? Three-star, four-star Michelin restaurant or a little hole in the wall. You get the best service in the world. It can elevate bad food. You get the worst service in the world. It can decimate the good food you just had. Um, I had decent food, you know, a little double cheeseburger with some lettuce and bacon. I asked for fucking fried onions. Didn't get them, of course. So I think just because this girl, you know, she's walking around, she right away, you know, me, I worked in a restaurant for a couple of years. I came in late in my 20s, not knowing, literally, I didn't know like what a cosmopolitan, like I didn't know anything. And I learned quick. I learned how to hustle. I learned how to show people I care. You make an effort and you make good money. This girl, you know, walks up, doesn't introduce herself. Like I have a little checklist, you know, I'm like, some people think they start off at 20%. To me, you start off at 0% and you work your way up. So I'm like, the initial checklist fail is name, what are offering? Comes up, doesn't offer us. Do you guys want any cocktails, anything to drink? I show her my big giant fucking orange Yeti, which is like three times the size of this. I have my own ice water, thanks. And you know, maybe I have this theory sometimes that right away that could have set her off. Like, oh, well, he's not drinking. I'm going to give them bad service. Well, joke's on you, bitch. Do you think just because you're flopping around those fucking stupid fat titties that you're just going to get 20% out of us? Ain't no way. So, yeah, we're sitting there, you know, long story short, we're eating our food. Just at one point, she, we all asked for modifications. Oh, for three, the bitch went. Couldn't get any of the stuff right. And I'm not trying to talk shit and be rude here, but I'm just saying, like, working in a restaurant, waiting tables is such an easy job. Think about it. You, you go up to the table and you, you take the order. The bartenders are making the drinks. The busboys are cleaning the table. The cooks are making the food. You literally just got to go and show people you care and stay on top of it. This flappy titted bitch went like, I don't know, 15 to 20 minutes without seeing us checking on us. So Jenny and Bob started being like, where is she? So, you know, we summons her, we get the check and I'm begging my brother-in-law, just like me, we're, we're good tippers. But if someone's doing below like subpar service, do you think I'm going to reward them with 20%? Fuck no, I'm not. You can work your ass off on the other tables and make up for it later. And maybe I'll show you, but so I told Bob, you want me to pay? I'll fucking, I'll literally leave zero dollars. She didn't do any, she didn't do anything to deserve a tip. I'm telling you, like, this is from a guy who's sympathetic to the $5 an hour wage. I am. No water break. I'm sympathetic to that, but you think you're just going to be able to skate by doing nothing, sitting in the back, texting and playing on your phone and getting 20% tip? Peace, bitch. So yeah, that was definitely a dislike. And I guess we might as well get right into the likes. I don't know if I should start doing this right off the show. I think I'm going to start leading the solo episodes with the likes and dislikes. First major like was, uh, you know, first time flying in a few months and getting to be able to fly with no mask on was absolutely beautiful. I was able to breathe, just watch my shows, read my Kindle, listen to my podcast, all in peace. The way there, I was on the audiobook listening to Tim Kennedy. For those of you who don't know, he's a Green Beret, former UFC fighter, just a fucking badass. He had two shows on TV, I think Hard to Kill and Hunting Hitler. Uh, just an awesome dude. So I'm going through his ebook right now and reading that, and it's it's just incredible. And, um, you know, so not having the masks on there was definitely definitely a bonus. And then um, the second thing I liked was Peloton, baby. My brother-in-law has one. I've My sister, both my sisters have them, and my brother-in-law, so... I'm kind of the odd man out. And for months, I've been looking at them, checking them out. I never got to physically ride on one, but I think this weekend I booked like five or six rides on there. Uh, I did four or five with just sneakers on. And then I put Bob's cleats on and tried with the actual shoes. And 
Yeah, they got this super flamboyant gay man, self-proclaimed. I'm not going, you know, he says that. And this guy will listen to like, like I've been doing like 90s pop or 90s hip hop and just watching him. Like he'll stop and like do the dance break and do all these little shimmies and shit. And like, I never thought about doing spin classes and now I'm fucking hooked and I'm in the process of pulling the trigger about to order one myself, you know? So those are the dislikes and likes over the weekend. Obviously I can go into way more things that I could mention that I like and dislike, but I'll just kind of free flow for the rest of the episode and go off that. And, you know, I'm starting to make little notes on my phone over the weeks of just all the stuff (laughs) that comes up throughout the week that I can talk about without forgetting so, you know, I get off the plane. I talk about how I flew out early. I think my flight left at 6, 6, 6.30 or 6.55 in the morning. Got there at like 9.10 uh, right away. Made a call to Tarantini Panzerati, which and all you guys that aren't from New Jersey or New York, you're probably familiar with like a calzone, like a pizza turnover. Them shits are baked in the oven. They're good. A Panzerati is deep fried. I, I can't even put it into words. So they have the Panzerottis, which are the big bitches. And then the little babies are called Panzerotinis. So I got two 60 bags of those, right? 120 Panzerotinis, uh, cash only. So, you know me, I don't use a lot of cash these days. I think I brought $110 in cash right out the gate, $87 down. And then Bob, my brother-in-law was telling me about how we're going to be going to Wildwood all over the weekend. And it's just cash only everywhere for cheesesteak, for breakfast, everything. So much cash only. So I'm like kind of getting nervous i'm shitting my pants a little bit and keep in mind i don't have my bidet or portable bidet with me so any shits on the road are an absolute struggle and we'll cover that in a little bit funny story about that um so yeah i went right away to get the 120 pounds of rotinis i drove right to manhattan bagel from there went to go get a dozen bagels got a bacon egg and cheese on a plain bagel got my nephew a little triple chocolate muffin or some shit and for those of you who don't know like it sounds crazy. I mean, right off the plane going to get all this food, but I grew up in New Jersey uh, for the new listeners. Like I'm from South Jersey, 15 minutes outside of Philadelphia and uh, the food that, I mean, they're just renowned. They're known for the bread, the donuts, the bakeries, the muffins, the pizzas, the cheesesteaks, like all these kind of things are so incredible in the Northeast. And you come down South, go out West anywhere. It's just, it's not the same. It really isn't. So I always make it a, a thing of mine. If me, my parents, my si- anyone's going home or they're coming down here to visit us, we got to smuggle some kind of food. I don't care how we do it, but we got to do it. So I took the 120 pounds of rotinis. I think I had three or four leftover bagels. Um, and that was kind of it. I put them, I have like this big core that has, you put it in the freezer and it's got ice packs built in. So you freeze it and it's got ice packs. And I brought two of my ice packs with me. Uh, my suitcase was like 13 and a half pounds. By the time I loaded up the the kibble on the plane, it was like 46 and a half or 43 and a half. I can't remember. So I just made it by the skin of my teeth and I can report happily that they are safely home in the freezer, resting back to their normal state and getting ready for Freddy to demolish. Uh, The key with those, you thaw them out. You know, when I first got them, I was throwing them in the air fryer right away. Like you got to let them thaw out, get them nice and room temp, and then you throw them in. The telltale sign you fuck these thing up, much like mozzarella sticks, or the cheese starts coming out and exploding. So the last batch I had of these panzerotinis, uh, I fucked up my all the last eight of them, right? So all the cheese, just imagine like the mozzarella sticks when the cheese comes out. Imagine me, this fucking scumbag. I have all this red, it's tomato sauce and cheese mixed together all over the aluminum foil I put under these panzerotinis. So I'm literally like a crackhead scooping up these little pieces of cheese and wrapping them around each piece of dough wrapping them around. So I get the cheese and I'm just biting them. I'm like, yo, whatever it takes to make sure you don't waste these. Cause 
I'm not just going to eat the dough. I mean, I would, but if the cheese is there in any form, I'll save it. So yeah, the smuggling, you know, the original plan was to get the 24 donuts from L&M. Not meant to be. They were on vacation, so I couldn't quite get to that. So, you know, on the way back home from that, we had we had already gotten our bagels. We had already gotten our panzerotinis. So then we went to Giannina's, a little Italian mom and pop shop on the way home. Your boy got a little cheesesteak for me and the me and the nephew. Just chilling. You know, we came back home later on. I think I had him drive me somewhere. And it's crazy to see my nephew's like 16 or 17 years old, already driving around with his permit, going to be testing for his license. And I couldn't help think at the time. I, I was one of those fucking freak kids that didn't get my license till I was like 19 or 20 years old, I think. Um, you know, I made an effort to do it. And I remember I took the driver's test and yeah, I, uh, pretty much drove into the oncoming traffic, incoming traffic lane and got an immediate fail from the guy. Hey, hey, hey turn around. It's over. What, what did I do wrong? You're in the wrong lane, sir. Turn around. So we had to stop, put the kibosh on that. You know, here I am all worried about parallel parking, which to this day, I still fucking suck at, but I'm worried about the parallel parking and like the figure eight and of the cones. And I'm like, I can't even get on the right side of the road. So yeah, that's uh, when I end up getting my license. I remember like, I was so scared to drive alone because I just didn't have any confidence. And I was like begging my brother. I'm like, will you just please ride with me? He's like, dude, fucking drive. Like he had his license before me. And so he's just telling me to go drive. <laughs> so I remember I'm like an astronaut leaving for space, like waving the family off, getting ready to go <laughs> drive. <laughs> drive to the west side of the Cherry Hill for an exotic trip to dun, dun, dun. Subway, eat fresh. At the time, Jared was still in good graces with the, the world, you know, no, no wrongdoings that we knew about. So I drove over there, got the $5, $5, $5, $5, truth be told, we were being joked, pranked this whole time. We thought we were getting a $5 foot long. Really, we were getting like a $5, nine and a half inch long, right? Eight and a half inch long. So yeah, Subway, not only do you falsely advertise it, but you were using a pedo to market for you guys. So way to go, Subway. But thank you for my memory of my first drive ever alone in my, my car. So pretty cool, huh? You know, sticking to Winona. Uh, we're just chilling in Winona. My sister's neighborhood, which is in South Jersey, like I said. And, you know, we're driving home from something. I can't remember what. And lo and behold, I pull in the neighborhood and we see a Mr. Softy truck. Now, your boy hasn't had Mr. Softy in quite some time, so I'm freaking ecstatic. I see the truck. We ride up to it, and, uh, you know, it's kind of weird. We see two housewives just sitting out there posing with their kids and, like, doing some weird shit. Um, so I'm like, okay, maybe they, like, bought ice cream and got a little high off it, like cats with catnip and wanted to dance and pose in front of the truck. Give the guy a show. Give Mr. Softy a show. Go from Mr. Softy to Mr. Hardy. Um, anyway, <laughs> pretty good, huh? Um, anyways... The, we go up, I send Bob out because I'm like, yo, I don't want, I'm the fucking weird like, he's at least old enough to be like you know, he's only 10, 12, 15 years older than me, but like, a father that's got kids in high school, he looks convincing, I'm like right at the age where I'm like bald, I'm looking kind of weird I'm like, can you go up to the truck and ask what's the deal so he goes up and long story short, these ladies hired Mr. Softy for like a photo shoot and they're literally just like, their kids are in the background playing on their phones, the ladies are like taking pictures in front of the truck I'm like, what are we doing? And I'm like, if you got the truck wired, fired up and everything, can't you just make a cash sale anyway and just give your boy a fucking vanilla custard with some rainbow sprinkles, dude? Rainbow jimmies? So we got denied. 
Yeah, but don't worry. We had vengeance. There was Wildwood da- or Mr. Softy down in Wildwood, the truckless version. You know, you had the walk up shop. So I'm like, they're hiring a fucking Mr. Softy truck for a photo shoot, and then we can't get service, bitch. Are you crazy? So that was a little bit of a buzzy, right? But we're not gonna we're not gonna get too crazy about it. See, so in our time in Wildwood, like, um, just like I'm going crazy. Like one of the nights. Bobby was out. Bobby, my nephew was working. Olivia was at like art, art class. I think my sister Jenny was with them. So Bob and I had the boys night in and I was like, yo, let's get that square pie dog. So they have these big Sicilian pizzas. that are just like the square deep dish pizzas that I fucking love. And these pies, like I, I posted, if you guys follow me on the Instagram, like I posted uh, the Instagram literally boomer alert, boomer alert, pork belly pot roast though. If you guys don't follow hit your boy up. Uh, I posted one of the pictures of my little, like, I don't know what you call them, a collage or like a multi, multi-picture multi post, right? So I put one of the Sicilian pies on there and uh, I was just cracking up because my brother-in-law, like I was calling him like the food inventory specialist and whatnot because he has a real passion and a knack for watching other people eat and counting and like announcing what they're eating and when they're eating it. And I just think it's so funny. I'm like, I don't get offended at all. I fucking can eat like I can out eat most people I know and not have any shame about it. Uh, but just so you know, Bob, I've eaten like two Trader Joe's yogurts at 10 a.m. this morning. That's fucking it, dog. So I don't know if I'm looking good. No, I'm still fat, no muscles, but it's cool, baby. It's cool. Uh, when I get back home, which is now, I'll get back on the train. I'm having uh, twice-baked baked potatoes, green beans, some roasted carrots, and some steak tonight. So, you know, that's that's usually par for the course. But when I was home, just to give you guys an idea, like, let's recap. My first day, kind of already talked about it, but I did a bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel. I think I had two more bagels with cream cheese. So that's three bagels in total. I had a cheesesteak with fried onions. And then later in the day, I can't remember. <laughs> um, damn it, I'm trying to think, but then like the next day I was getting like fucking Chinese food, shout out the Sagat. I can't remember what the place was called, but they had the, you know, when you're looking around for Chinese, you're prospecting for food. You, you look at the lunch specials. Your boy's a seasoned vet when it comes to that. So I, I know what to look for. Uh, your boy got the freaking General Tso's chicken with pork fried rice and an egg roll for like $12, dude. Holy shit. Portion overload. Didn't stop me. I ate the whole thing in one sitting, just like a goddamn beast. You know, I mean, I'm just... The, when you're when you're around, I, I can't stress it enough. Like when you're raised and surrounded by that food growing up and then you move somewhere else where it's just nowhere near the same, you, you really take advantage. So like I was saying, Bob and I were having that square pizza and there goes Uncle Frank with number one. OK, he's got number two. Uh, I don't know if we made it to eight pieces. I think we were I think we made it up to eight. So I'm just letting you go. And by the way. I left Florida weighing 168.5 pounds. I came back and weighed myself last night, 170.5. Somebody needs to tell me how this is possible. I mean, you guys got a brief glimpse into what I ate, and I'll get to the best part of the eating whole thing in a minute. But um, you guys got a pretty good idea of what I was eating. I little, I don't think I ate one vegetable my whole entire time there. I ate a couple pieces of fruit here and there. It was literally just carbs and junk. I mean, I didn't eat much junk food, honestly. It was just like the Chinese food, the cheesesteaks, the bagels, the pizzas. I mean, just constant. The chicken freaking chicken Parmesan hoagies. Like, whew. All right. So uh, I think um, I got there on a Tuesday. I chilled Tuesday, Wednesday, 
Thursday and then late Thursday night, we were going to pick Bobby up and go right to Wildwood and spend Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday there and fly or get me back to the airport Sunday night. So I'm just going to kind of go tackle each day because that's kind of what this whole episode's about. I think it was a pretty funny trip and amazing time with my family. So I definitely got some stuff to talk about. Um, so yeah, Wednesday, no, Thursday is our last day there. And I'm trying to think, what am I going to want here? What am I going to want there? Because there's just, your, your brain is racing. You're trying to cut, check off all these different food items that you want. At least me, like that's how my brain works. Some people go on vacation. They just want to unwind and drink. I just want to eat food. <sighs> Sorry for the water breaks, but when you're talking this much, you kind of need to wet your whistle a little bit. So uh, Thursday comes around, guys, and the days blend together. I, I was waking up at this point. I was already in my Peloton groove riding with Cody. You know, I was doing, I think the first time I got on, I did a 15-minute free ride, then I did a 30-minute uh, spin class, and I think I did a 20-minute later in the day. So I was fucking grinding. I was sweating puddles, but I'm like, how? Like, I was still expecting to gain 10, honestly, 10 pounds. And this was before the Aversus trip and the aftermath. So Aversus is just an incredible bakery. For those of you who don't know, like, they'll do cakes. They do cream puffs. The best cannolis. I don't care. They're, someone find a better cannoli. Aversus in South Jersey. It's the best cannoli I've ever had. I mean, it's far none. So, you know, you walk in, you've got the two spinning things of glass towers with the cakes rotating around. You're already just like in a trance. Oh, my God. I mean, they sell gabagool, brojot chicken, cheese, meats, everything by the slice. They can do it. Like they got the, I'm just going to work left to right. They had the cream puffs, they had the eclairs, they had the coconut cream cakes. They had the donuts and all the varieties. They had the pretzels and all the varieties, chocolate dip, white chocolate dip, jimmies, no jimmies, caramel fudge. I mean, you literally biscots, pizzelles. You walk through this thing, 360 degrees. And there is just baked goods. There's snacks, there's treats, there's trinkets, there's kibbles, there's sweets. There's everything you can imagine. Then you raise up a little bit. They're doing pizza by the slice, pizza pies, broccoli rob, broccoli rob sandwiches, uh, roast pork sandwiches, chicken cutlet, chicken parm, Italian hoagie. I mean, you fucking name it. You go over to the other section. They got frozen. Go I mean, they got gnocchi frozen. My fucking God. So I'm, I'm completely overwhelmed, right? Uh, I don't know if anyone's going to believe this, but it happened. And I'm going to, this whole story is going to go all into one here. I'm just going to tell the aftermath and everything and kind of, talk about it so um we still on for 7 p.m today let me uh i got my guy i'm got a guy coming on so real quick guys uh just telling him to send me my email and then we'll get back on track and maybe i'll have my editor you know i'm i just got linked up with an editor on reddit so i'm gonna send him my two guest episodes and uh have him do some editing wordplay and editing magic on there and see what he can do so yeah, we're in a versus. And just to give you guys an idea, I got a piece of crumb cake, very large, a cream donut, chocolate eclair, a cannoli, and a cream puff. That's just the sweets, okay? I got an Italian hoagie full and a chicken Parmesan sandwich hot full. Now, what do you think I do? I go home. I eat the chicken parm sandwich. I go smoke a bong pack. And I saunter back into the kitchen. And what do I see? A couple little treats just looking at me. Looking at me. I said, they're looking at me. These sweet little treats. Yeah, they're looking at me. 
So now I got to decide, do I want to do the eclair, the crumb cake, the donut, the green buff? Like, what am I going to do? Cannoli, what am I going to do? Don't worry, guys. I get to them all. Like, you think I'm going to, like, let one sit overnight and not eat it? No, I'm not. You think I'm going to let that Italian hoagie sit overnight? No, I'm not. So I ate two full-size hoagies about, let's call them 10 inches. Uh, one stuffed to the gills with chicken cutlets and Parmesan cheese. I mean, I mean, mozzarella cheese, excuse me for that slander. Um, dude, the Italian hoagie, I ate like two hours later. I ate the cream puff. I ate the eclair. I ate the cannoli. I ate the freaking cream donut and I ate the crumb cake, dude. And I'm like wondering, am I going to be okay? Like there's one picture on there on my Instagram I put up where I'm just laying like on the couch in my little like teal UFC shirt. That's the definition of a food coma. That was after like half, more than half of that. And I'm so fucking baked just laying on a couch. And my sister took a picture of me. And if you zoom into my mouth, you'll just see I just got all this powdered sugar all over my mouth. So, you know, we go through the night. I'm kind of content. I'm just picking like all the stuff I just mentioned is what I ate from probably let's say like two in the afternoon to like seven 30 ish. So, I mean, it's a fuckload of food. I'm not saying it's not, but at least it was over a little bit of time. So I'm not thinking anything of it. You know, we get to nine 30, 10 o'clock. We're packing up for Wildwood. We're heading out. We're going to pick Bobby up from the shore or excuse me, go pick Bobby up from um, work and then head right to the beach. Wildwood, New Jersey. You guys are familiar. You'll know about Sam's pizza. Uh, Sam's is, I think it's been there since 1958, 1963. Um, truly one of the best pies you're going to taste. I mean, I'm not, it's not, not just, you know, I can't think of the word. I kept trying to fucking space out the time and I couldn't think of the word. Oh my God. That's going to drive me fucking nuts, but it, it really is up there. So Bob's taking inventory, you know, we're 10 minutes from Sam's we're 15 minutes, guys. Anybody want to do a slice? Frankie, you going to do a slice? Uncle Frank, we do want a slice. Bob, dude, I Come on, you saw how much I ate today, bro. I'm tapped out. My sister says she might eat two slices. My nephew says he might eat two. Bob knows he'll eat maybe one, one and a quarter, because you know the whole dad move, how they take, you know, they'll they'll eat food, and then they'll come back, like pizzas in particular. They'll cut off, like, a corner of the crust and do the whole dad thing. So he's doing all that. We're talking about that, and I'm like, what, am I just going to sit in here? Like, I really had the the intent to not order it. I'm telling you, like, I told him no at first. I was going to just catch up with the next day or two and just be fine. Uh, you think I'm just going to sit in a car with five or six people or four or five people eating some of the best pizza in the world that I have access to for two to three days and not eat it? Fuck off. Um, so we get Sam's pizza. We eat it. We only got one pie. I think I had one piece, and then there was like Bob's little daddy quarter piece. So let's call it one and a quarter for Freddie. Jesus Christ. Okay. Thought I was going to be all right. My stomach's literally hurting telling the story. Let's call it 2 a.m., 2.30 a.m. Okay, guys. I've For those new listeners, if you haven't listened to the older episodes yet or for you guys that have been listening, I think I've made one thing clear. I care about taking a poo and being clean and nice about it. Whatever the case may be, I'm going to make sure the flushable wipes, the double-ply toilet paper, like let's, we can, we can list it, but the bidet, right? That just gives you that option to, let out these nasty Hershey squirts and get that immediately water relief and just drain it right in the water, flush it right away. Like everything is fucking beautiful. I know it's nasty, but this is what we're talking here. Okay. So it's Bobby, me, 
Olivia, my brother-in-law, Bob and Jenny, and then Bob's parents stand upstairs. So I know I'm all very well. I'm comfortable with everybody, but one of their cousins, like I'm not going to, she's staying there and she had to be at work early that morning. So I'm in the toilet between two to six o'clock. Right. And I'm just like trying to figure out, like I'm having these fucking anxiety attacks about, okay, well, she's got to go to work at six or so she means she's going to be six o'clock, but I have uncontrollable diarrhea to the point where it's like food poisoning. I mean, it is absolutely abominable. So I'm not only worrying about having shitty toilet. Well, they had shitty toilet paper, but I had brought my own travel pro move. If you like, if you're picky about your toilet paper, bring your own toilet paper, bring your own wipes. I mean, you, you don't want to rely on other people. And I consider myself to be a great house guest. I bring a shade bag with fucking everything you need, right? Got my own toothpaste, got my own mouthwash, got my own tooth, like all that. I don't really want to have to come and ask you guys for anything. I just want to be on my own. But when it comes to the toiletries, you know, I gotta, gotta think outside the box here. Okay. So where do we begin with this? I mean, this is just like, I don't, this night, this episode is going to have to have to do something with shit because this is like the the antithesis of the whole episode here i mean all that stuff i just consumed the night before all leading all the way up to sam's pizza at night (sighs) i mean literally from 2 to 6 30 in the morning i am nonstop. i'm going i'm coming out i'm going back in i'm doing everything i can to like try to be as clean and as nice as possible but this is just these circumstances are terrible they have a very highly raised toilet right so this brings me back to my New Jersey days and like my toilet was high back in the day and then back in the day, but uh, full circle, baby. Um, but New Jersey, you got the cold weather. You got the vents on the floor with the cold air coming up. I mean, your boys got the thin blood, thin, thin bloodlines from Florida, you know, so definitely got a little chillier, easier. So you got this vents coming up. I'm pretty much like the way I sit on the toilet there is I have my just my toes touching the ground. And you start getting cold, you shiver, and you just get the uncontrollable thing where your legs are shaking nonstop, like I'm doing right now, and your your toes are just going up and down on the floor, and you're shaking. And it's like a horrible feeling when you got that baby die die coming out your tush tush, and you're getting these feet shaking like crazy. And I'm just like, oh, this is not good. So they got the high toilet, they got the the single ply toilet paper, and then we have an extremely slow like circulating flush system going on, right? <sighs> God bless you guys if you're still listening to me talk about shit and poop, but my God, this is good stuff. Um, so it's like, I'm, I don't like, you know, they're called flushable wipes. The septic systems can be very finicky all around the world. So I don't ever flush them. I always throw them in the, the trash can. So I'm not throwing them there. I'm flushing very frequently. Courtesy flushes, they would say in Austin Powers. Um, so it starts to get to the point where I'm like, is the toilet fucking clogged? Like, it's not flushing. It's been multiple minutes. I'm flushing it and it won't go clogged. So I'm, I'm frantically panicking. Like, I don't have my bidet. And just so you guys know, like, yeah, I'm a single bachelor, no kids. But my God, like when I go on a trip, <laughs> it almost feels like I'm leaving a kid behind with that fucking bidet. Because I mean, seriously, you got to take a dookie anywhere and it's horrible. And I'm like, especially with me, I'm eating so bad. And I'm having this kind of episode. I mean, Jesus Christ, have a little discipline, I guess, but no, or not, which I didn't. So, I mean, what do I do at this point? It's like four 30 in the fucking morning. Do I, do I ask my nephew like for a toilet plunger? Like there, cause there's no plunger in the bathroom and I'm like getting desperate. So I don't know what the fuck to do. So, uh, you know, I take the toilet bowl brush and I kind of start 
ramming and jamming a little bit. And by the grace of God, that seemed to have worked. And, you know, I, I come to learn that this was just a par for the course, like a normal day with the toilet. It's very slow to flush and regenerate, but I'm not trying to have that. I'm having this panic attack about another girl. I don't know, like popping her head. Cause I don't know if I was locking the door or not, you know, popping her head and seeing just an absolute horror show. So there's just so much going through my mind. And maybe that's why my stomach kept going off. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what am I going to do here? Uh, so I wake up the next morning. I'm like, yo, Bob, we got to do something. Like, can I, so we go on a fucking beautiful, this is the day of, we're going to go to the boat. You know, we wake up Friday, ride the whole wild walk boardwalk to and back, you know, go out to a point where the jetty's at. We saw so many dolphins, man. Just a beautiful morning. Got the fresh air. On the way back, I tried to eat a bacon, egg, and cheese. I ate like a quarter of it, and I just felt terrible. I needed to do something light. So, you know, we went on the boat that day. Got my sister, Sass. Shout out to you. I fucking love you so much. It was so great seeing you. And I got to apologize at the end of the episode for my last story to you, so we'll get to that. You know, we go out in the boat, go to Champagne Island, a huge sandbar, having the freaking time of our lives. Drank my first White Claw ever. Absolutely terrible, but... I just want to celebrate and have fun. And like, at one point I'm making fun of my sister, Jenny, you know, like the back of the boats where you come up from the ladder and you're standing on the back. Like she's at the front of the boat. I'm all the way at the back and I'm calling her a shooby on the beach, but I'm like pointing to her and doing my weird little dance. I'm like shooby on the beach, shooby on the beach, shooby on the beach. And like, as I'm singing this and like twerking my butt and trolling her, I fucking slip off the boat and fly into the water. And I just fly into there. Everyone's cracking up and, you know, all these kids these days got their phones out 24-7. And the one time when you had some some real gold to be recorded, nobody got it on film. So you're just going to have to take my word for it. Uh, yeah, we had a great day on the beach. Went out to a little restaurant out on the water. You know, just had a couple little bites here and there. Had a little, I had a little strawberry jalapeno margarita to the dome. Chugged it. Off we went. So just a magical day on the boat. Next day, Saturday morning. Uh all I wanted to do was have some fun, wake up and go to the beach. So got to the beach around 9 a.m. My freaking brother-in-law's house is a block from the beach, a block from the boardwalk. So I literally, my mom, I'm checking in on my mom, call, or she called me. I answered, hey, what are you doing? Hey, I'm literally just leaving the house right now. And then like a minute later, I'm like, yeah, I'm already at the beach. So I park up at the beach for probably about five hours. As you can see, I got some peeling going on the forehead, peeling going on like some snake skin going underneath my little rosy red cheeks. Uh, but just sitting on that beach, dude, body surfing those Jersey waves, that Atlantic ocean shit, man, just, it's different. You know what I mean? So it was just, it was an incredible weekend. Just the food. Like I had, uh, Russo's down in Wildwood, their cheesesteaks were absolutely top three of my life. There's just no doubt about it. They go so insane with the onions there. I mean, I don't know what it is about New Jersey, but I just like, I'm just, I love it, man. I, a part of me wishes I could move back, you know, but I live down here and I, I'm with my parents and like, I love being around them and being with them. But then every time I go home and visit family or friends, I see it. I'm like, God, I just miss the vibe of here. I miss, I don't know. There's certain things you grow to like and dislike about each place you're at. And, you know, Florida definitely has its pros. The cons, like other than it being hot, I mean, there's not too much bad about it. I just like the, that major sports town, you know, being right there. Talked to Bob about potentially going back to a for an Eagles game in October. So we're kind of me personally, I'm eyeing that that Sunday night football Cowboys game, son. Get me and my sister 
both my sisters and my brother-in-law going to that, you know, I'll be going to visit my fat pregnant sister in September. She'll be getting ready to have her baby. So be able to see all my family in that close of a time. Like to me, family's everything. You're going to have like these last couple of days, like I've talked about, I've been really stressing out about my boss is away. And I, I just take it seriously with the responsibility of like his work truck is in my hands right now. And I'm trying to go out and sell as much as I can collect as much as I can show my face everywhere. I can just trying to do that the right way, you know? So not to mention they're out of town with their animals. So I, I got that bird and it's just like all night last night, I was thinking about like when my flight was getting delayed, you know, I got to get, I got to get all my food. I got to get all the shit. And then you just start thinking, it's like, dude, you're healthy. You got a family, you got the support system that loves you. What the fuck else matters? You know, we get so tend to get caught up in these little everyday problems. Like to me, I've just had a, a shitty day today, just a bunch of shit going wrong, not going my way. And I'm like, you know what? I could easily just say, fuck it. You know, I'm not doing an episode today. And maybe it's been a little all over the place and I've been scattered, but this is something I'm really trying to stick to is being, being strict. This is something that I'm super passionate about. Like I've talked about. So I'm trying to stay on top of it. You know, the Monday episodes are a solo way for me to just kind of talk and I'm not saying be interrupted. Cause I don't mind when someone goes off, but like for me to be able to just go unfiltered, uninterrupted for an hour or 40 minutes, whatever the case may be, and just shit, shoot the shit, get some feelings off my chest. You know, so it was important to me. And I, I had talked to a uh, shout out to Wordplay187 on Reddit. Uh, I think my boy's name is Tay, T-A-E. Set up a little interview with him. Uh, we're supposed to be doing it at seven o'clock tonight. And, you know, I'm so close to just texting him being like, yo, bro, can we just do it another night? Like, I'm just not feeling it. Like, there's so much going on today. Um, but he, I saw he messaged me on Reddit. I sent him back, what's your email? That's why I interrupted the podcast a little bit ago. So seven o'clock tonight, like I'm going to get done this, cook some food eat my dinner, wash my dishes, come back in here, skip jujitsu. Unfortunately, like it sucks, but the more I'm trying to do the work in the podcast, like jujitsu is probably honestly my number one passion in life right now. It's the thing gives me the best escape. The people I've met through there, there's just so much about it. And uh, when I don't have that in my, like tonight, it would have been so beneficial for me to go, but between the podcast and eating and getting ready for work tomorrow and the pets that I got to be taking care of across the street and Jackson, who's it's just, it's a little bit for me right now, you know, and I'm not acting like I'm busier than anybody. Like, no, I don't. Do, oh, I'm busy. But it's for me, it's a little stressful right now. And I'm trying to do the best I can and stick to it. Be consistent. You know, I've already got two episodes that I've already recorded that I've already done and ready to be released in the next two coming weeks. So I technically could have sat back on my laurels. I'm like, you know what? I've already got two. I technically don't need to worry about booking one until three weeks in advance. But then I'm just building a habit of being lazy and pushing shit off. And when something's not going my way to fucking pack it in and cancel it. So really just you know and the guest episodes are 35 40 minutes uh had a couple messages back and forth with the gentleman but we don't know each other from adam and we're gonna get on here and shoot the shit and have some fun and i guarantee uh i'm gonna have a good time i bet tay's gonna have a fun time and i hope you listeners will enjoy it you know so the trip's coming to an end we'll just go to sunday god my fucking throat's hurting Water break. So we get to Sunday. You know, uh, I really want to see my sister Sass again. Her name's Sarah, but we call her Sass. Really want to see her again. And um, so I was just talking to Jenny. I'm like, hey, can we like leave? No, I think it was Jenny's idea. Like leave Wildwood at 9, 10 a.m. Get back, you know, get some pizza, do some shit, have Sass and the kids over. Because she's got two kids who I didn't even get to see over the weekend. So they came over, you know, we're eating pizza. We're all having fun. We're talking. 
But uh, like I mentioned earlier, I bought Bob, my brother-in-law, a bidet. You know, he was very resistant, very anti-bidet at first, I would say. And I just kept putting in his face, yo, we do this, this. So my nephew, Bobby, he's all on board. He's already get his and I'll probably order his soon. And like, I don't mind buying bidets for people. As weird as it sounds, like it, it brings me joy. So I order the guy the bidet, you know, and I'm like, I order the bidet. You can fucking set it up. But just seeing the way that he always treats me is just like, I know he's a brother-in-law, but he's just a brother to me. Like he treats me so well, always has such a great hosting job. Like she makes me feel so comfortable at home always. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy the bidet and I'm going to install the motherfucker. Okay. So, you know, we're eating junk food real quick too. That Sunday I did another workout with Cody. You know, we did a three minute climb, two, three minute climbs. We did some speed ride. It was I love spinning, dog. I'm getting a bit. I'm getting. I listed a bidet. I'm getting a Peloton within the next two weeks. I'm ordering it within the next two weeks. I I promise and I guarantee it. And one episode, live podcast from the Peloton. Why the fuck not? Um. So yeah, we get there Sunday. We're all we do the pats, another square pizza, and then we do four of the wood fired. Bob knows a food truck to do wood fired pizzas, thin crust, delicious. But my set, my sisters, both my sisters are there, all my nieces and nephews are there. And all I'm thinking about is going to install this bidet for Bob. So he's already got the rigid hose for the toilet. So I have to get my sister Jan to get a new toilet hose. So I install the flexible hose. And once the flexible hose is in, then I go from top doing the whole bidet setup. Okay, guys, like I spent a fucking probably an hour and 20 minutes doing this thing. Fought like everything was going well. Everything was good. We were having a couple hiccups. We were putting on like. You know, I'm using an adjustable wrench. I'm feeling like a fucking man. Like, I sell tools to these fucking manly men. I should know how to do it, right? Yeah, plumbing's not my expertise, okay? So I spend over, I don't know, literally like an hour and a half. We're getting to the nitty-gritty. I'm at the end. Everything's set up and working. My sister Sass is coming up. And, like, Ava, Joey, and Sass. I know Sass listens. I don't know about her kids. I am so sorry. I should have been hanging out with you guys spending time and I'm here sidetracked trying to install a fucking tushy butt cleaner. I'm so sorry. I, I was just trying so hard to, I know it sounds corny, but I'm trying to show Bob and like get back how appreciative I am and my lack of handy skills. You know, I did my own bidet, but I'm like, it was two or three years ago and I, I had my own bathroom. If I fuck it up, it's no big deal. Like it's my own shit. Pardon the pun, but um, it, it, it is what it is. If you fuck up now, I'm like, I'm going to someone else's house. I'm doing it. If I fuck it up, like they're going to have an inoperable toilet. They're going to have to call a plumber to fix it up, pay for the plumber. Like, so you can imagine the stress and anxiety. Uh, like all my family's downstairs chilling. This is my, literally my last day. I'm flying out in two hours. And here I am fucking sweating my dick off trying to do this. So we get to the end, like I'm turning the nozzle, the water's coming out a little bit, but all the little, the pipes from the master adapter and everything from the tushy, they're all leaking. So I'm just fucking whatever. I spend so long trying to get the out, like get the adjustable wrench to tighten it up, get it. The bolts are on there tight. It's still leaking. I fucking tap out. So the really apropos thing of me normally would have been to just been like, all right, fuck it. I couldn't get it and just leave it. No, I took the bidet apart. I put it back in with the hose. I put it back in the box with the flexible hose attached. And then I put the other hook because you had bought two hoses, an eight and a 10 or an eight and a 12 inch. So then I put the eight back on. So like now at least I know how to like, I can say for sure, I can definitely change a toilet hose very easily. And I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. But as far as the bidet, yeah, that was rough. It gave me a fucking crazy headache. 
I mean, my God, I was so stressed out about the shit, not being able to do it. And here I am saying, all I want to do is get it right. I couldn't even do it, you know? So I just felt this, this overwhelming sense of shame and guilt. Get on the plane. The plane keeps getting pushed back. I got frozen food in my bag. I'm dying and freaking out about that. It's going to melt. Get home super late. It's just a nightmare. Um, over the weekend, I started watching when I was on the shore at night, I was watching that show alone, the survival show. If you guys have never seen that before, fucking check it out. You don't need to follow season by season because it's all a whole new cast each time. It's like a reality survivor show where each contestant, there's 10 different people. They're just out in the wild, just seeing who can make it the furthest. And I was like telling Jenny, I remember growing up, like if like I would eat steak to this day and cut around a lot of the fat, my brother Kurt would always be like, you would never survive a day in the wild. And I just kept thinking of him when I was watching the show. Cause I'm like, you, the more you watch these people, like, creating huts and houses and making their own bows and arrows you're fucking right i wouldn't survive a day in the wild my god uh you you gotta watch the show to really see how crazy it is when these guys just have their own you know and i've got some questions like they got their cameras on them what what happens when the camera runs out of juice like do you have a charger i I, i'm not skeptical i believe the show but there's certain things you see coming up and it's like okay that's really now that i'm thinking about the only thing i can think of is the camera thing and I'm sure they have a way around it, but that's just me thinking out loud. Um, so yeah, I got into that show and it really just it's got my interest peaked right now. And I'm, I'm falling behind on a lot of my podcasts, listening to a lot of TV shows. I know you guys don't really come here for a recap on reality TV, but you know, F boy Island season two on HBO max just released. If you haven't watched uh, F boy Island, please, please, please check out the first season. Shoot me a text, give me a phone call, send me an email, leave me a comment on my Instagram about what you think. This show is packed with drama, packed with juice, packed with gossip. Which brings me to my next point in the reality corner. Uh, My sister was just telling me about how the Bachelorette has uh, tweaked their model, if you will, and now we're hosting two girls. Uh, Yeah, I've never really been the biggest Bachelor or Bachelorette fan. I think it's like you know, give me the the flavor of loves and the more rundown kind of shows with a little more juice and I don't know what the word is you want to call for juvenile behavior, I guess. But the two girls at once definitely has me a little bit curious. So I think I'm going to check out an episode of that over these next couple of weeks. Just if the first episode, if we see any characters that I like or anything like that, I'll bring it to your attention. Um, I guess the last thing coming up is just uh. You know, I I got oh real quick, let's cover the UFC. Um the UFC over the weekend, super early time. They were in Long Island. I think I forget the city in particular, but did a car in Long Island. It was on at like two in the afternoon. So that was the day I went to the beach right till about 1.30-ish from like nine to one thirty. Came home, showered, and just started watching fights. Um couple awesome fights. Unfortunately, the main event, like the Matt Schnell fight. If you didn't watch that Matt Schnell and Suma Derji fight. Bro, this guy, Suma Derji, was hitting Matt Schnell with, like, probably four, five, six stepping elbows that were fucking, like, as DC, the commentator said, they were freezing him. Like, he was getting hit, and he was just immediately, he was wild when he wasn't moving. He was getting fucked up from the shit. So, he mounted this crazy comeback, ended up finishing him with a triangle choke from the bottom. Uh, I mean, he was finishing from the top, trying to finish from the top at one point, or he was mounted. Suma Derji had reversed it, got him over that. Like, it was bananas uh the brian ortega yair rodriguez fight super bummer 
you can tell by the first minute that fight, super high level, very exciting. Personally, I think Yair was definitely more successful in that. I mean, you can't judge a fight by one minute, but he landed multiple jabs, a couple overhand rights. He had a couple nice low kicks that were connecting, a few kicks at the top that made Ortega think about it and block it. And, you know, as the fighting goes, you kick the legs, you kick the head, you can only protect one, you know what I mean? You don't know what's coming. So I think he was doing a pretty good job of keeping Ortega on his toes there. And, you know, the idea of jot for UFC fans out there, I don't know how many, but the idea at the featherweight division right now, Volkanovski's kind of on a level of his own. I don't know who's going to really touch him. Ortega gave him a nice little battle, and then you got Josh Emmett and Yair Rodriguez, the other two top contenders. He hasn't fought either of them. So maybe doing interim title fight with those two guys. I saw that idea floated out there. As much as I don't like the interim title fights, they kind of make sense because it's – I mean, you already know it's a number one contender's fight, but it just puts that real stamp on it that you know it's a number one contender fight. So I'm definitely not opposed to that or, honestly, Ortega and Rodriguez rematching. problem with that is then you're putting Yair on ice to wait for Brian – while he's recovering while Yarrier did nothing wrong. So you got to make him sit around and wait out. Like these guys only get paid by fighting. So I don't think it's fair to, to penalize him by doing that, you know, making him sit out. So I don't know. It's just a little tough, but anyways, like I was saying, I've been on that Reddit guest exchange. Cause you know, when you get shut down by a stranger, Oh fucking well, like let's, I'm just going to call it out now because I don't mind like, just I don't really edit the show much. I may, might have someone start helping me a little bit with that. But, you know, if I say something, I, I don't mean it. I'm just having fun. Like, I don't really come in here with any ill intent or ill will. This is just a fun way for me to talk. So I think there was an episode where I had my friend Steven on and he was just kept pushing me off and pushing back the time. So, you know, I made a joke about CPT, like color people time about, you know, you say you're going to show up at a time and then you show up later. I, I fucking just it was just tongue in cheek. Like I just said it. I didn't mean anything of it. You know, a kid reached out to me on Reddit and he was saying, hey, you still looking for some guests? I'd love to come on. I was absolutely, dude. Uh, what I recommend for everybody before they come on my show is check out an episode or two. And if you don't like my vibe or my style or the, my flow of conversations with guests, whatever the case may be, no, no hard feelings. This fucking guy wrote a paragraph to me telling me about how. Hey, man, like I just listened to episode number, I think it was 13 and within five minutes, you're talking about CPT you're a racist and this is a terrible look. I want nothing to do with you. And he just kept writing and going. And I'm like, cool. Like, I guess if you want to listen to this, like I made one episode, I might've said colored people. And then I said CPT another time. I mean, fucking, I, I'm sorry. I don't have any racial bone. I really like, I, I, I'm, I'm I, I guess I can sit here and defend it. I'm, if you want to think I am fine, that's fine. But I mean, this is like a comedy type of podcast. And if you're going to get offended by CPT, like I don't fucking want you coming on here anyway. I'll do solo episodes the rest of the time. You know, it's just fun, free-flowing conversations. Like I said, I come on here. I don't really plan anything out other than the two likes and the two dislikes. whoop the fucking do So yeah, I'm going to say times, say things at times that I regret, but I'm going to put it out there and let you guys hear me and just make myself vulnerable and just be real. You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything unfortunately there's been an episode that I've had to scrub from the records, but that's just for identity protection of people. And, you know, if that comes up where I, I compromise somebody by all means, I'll take it down or I'll edit it out. I'll scrub it out. But, um, I mean, like I said, the, the fucking guy got upset over CPT. Fuck you. Like, bye. Don't come on the show. Don't need you. So that leads me to my next point. I think I got about, 
honestly, between eight to 14 guests lined up, complete strangers via Reddit that I'm just going to try to record as much as I can and just keep pushing them out. So if any of you guys that have been on are listening still, just know that I have your episodes built up to where I'm going to release them in the coming Fridays. Um, if I get to the point where I feel like the demand's out and the people are listening and I'm not getting like a downward spiral from, you know, Monday and then trickles down, like then I'll keep releasing the shows. But if I'm trying to release two a week, cause I feel like that's enough content for you to listen to my stupid, like I just spent 20 minutes talking about me fucking falsely clogging a toilet and cleaning it with a toilet brush and not having a bidet and comparing bidet to kids. Like, so I understand and I'm trying to be sympathetic and I'm, you know, I had a old, customer of mine from work texting me today hey man i'm still listening to the show and you got my approval for upgrading for longer episodes with the guests and like that kind of shit made my day i put a huge smile on my face so i'm really other than my personal satisfaction of doing this i'm coming on here to try to entertain you guys and make you laugh maybe once maybe twice an episode and just tell you some funny stories about my trips to new jersey my times with my family uh bad stomach attacks I might have. We're, we're doing some unconventional stuff here, but is that really a bad thing? You know, when I started this podcast off, I was thinking about doing like a sports show with my buddy and the more he was pushing that and I was sitting there, I'm like, you know, if we're not going to be like all in doing hours and hours of research on sports a week, there's guys that do that, that, that are so dialed in. I don't think there's people that have these kind of stories that I have. So I'm going to run with that. And, you know, I'm, kind of going through my list of the bad service, the things I didn't like, the no mask at the airport, helping the ladies out. Like I, I kind of covered a lot of stuff I wanted to get to. And, um, you know, this is what I'm doing each week, the solo episodes, and I'm trying my best, you know, on the weekends I'm home, maybe I'll do a Sunday episode. I think that's what I did a couple of weeks ago. And that gives me more time on Monday nights to be able to either record a guest episode or go to jujitsu, which I'm kind of kicking myself for tonight, but. Just hit 501 East Coast Standard Time. So um, I'm going to send this over to my boy, see if that guy can edit a little of the dead breaks and see what he can do, enhance the audio a little bit. And I don't know. I kind of want to release it right now, but I guess I'll send that over to him. Or you know what? I'll send the guest episodes over to him, let him format those, and I'll just fucking release this tonight. So I love you guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Verbal Garbage and uh, The Garbage Man is out.